0: Flip in the field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. It's the recap show. I'm joined by Ryan. Ryan, uh, one hell of a week. <laughs> Truly one hell of a week of college football. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all of it.
1: Man, it's crazy. Um, it is just one of those weeks you think about for a long, long time. But uh, I don't know, man. It feels like we may be a season where we have a lot of these weeks coming up because this was on paper, not supposed to be that good of a week, right? We weren't yeah. supposed to see this much happened. We were kind of bored in the pre-show a little bit. We were like, "Oh well, there'll be some highlights like early in the day, and then kind of tapers off, and then comes back again late at night." Yeah. But no, man, every window was awesome. Yeah, it, um, was,
0: it was heat all the way through. Uh, the the sort of uh, premiere games in every slot, I think, really lived up to expectations, if not exceeded them. We'll we'll talk about those, but like. It felt like the big game in in every uh, time frame was uh, really good to great, uh, pretty consistently. Like Alabama, Texas being good, or uh, Washington State, Wisconsin being good, or like Florida, Kentucky being good. You know, like we had some excitement about those games, but they were all fucking good. Every one of them was good. Yeah, it, it was, none of uh, them flopped, dude. Yeah, it really uh, really good week a week that I think we needed before we jump into the. Uh, recap. We're going to put 30 minutes on the clock for that. We are probably not going to be able to get it done in 30 minutes because there's just so much to talk about. Um, But before we do any of that, first need to do a little bit of promo. It's the free show, so you're going to have to listen to us advertise a little bit. First up, meetatmidfield.com. It is our Outlet. We are uh, among the co-owners of our outlet mall. It's our outlet mall. mall. If you want to get some, maybe some cheap shoes, uh, a little bit of Boba, maybe some Chinese food. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place to look. Um, But it is, uh, I I think probably the only good college football outlet out there. I I can't imagine that there's another one. Um, Best message board best posts. Folks, we have the best posts, we have the best podcast, and it's only twelve ninety nine a month. Uh, you have heard us do this spiel before. It's good. We'd love to have you get you access to, among other things, the Premium Flipping the Field feed, which we are going to be uh, recording the episode for immediately after we record this one with further thoughts on quite a few of the things that we saw uh, during Saturday's slate that we just would like to be able to sort of stretch our legs and break down in in more detail than we can within the run of the recap show. Uh, Also mentioning here at the top, homefieldapparel.com, high-quality collegiate vintage apparel. uh, Dropped several shirts this weekend, several new shirts, including... A lot of shirts. My personal favorites were the two Appalachian State shirts, uh, which I thought were tremendous, very, very good shirts. That's for you. That's not not usual for you. Yeah, usually I'm a big anti-App State guy, famously. (laughs) Um, But I was personally very fond of those. Uh, Lots of good stuff all around, though. And if you are new to the home field world, the home field um, uh, protection racket, we'll say, uh, Mm -hmm. meet at midfield is the code you can use to get 15% off your first purchase to get yourself into the family. And folks, once you're in the family, you're in the family for life and you will well, and do... that was
1: how they they got us signed up too by the way is you know they uh-huh. had like uh we'd set a meeting with Homefield connor who's a really we thought was a really really nice guy yeah uh and then we hosted at your house patrick in columbus before you moved yeah uh and Homefield connor drove in and he was like he heard we would take to other companies too, looking for sponsorships and uh-huh. he was looking at your podcast equipment and he for some reason he brought this like, really like heavy baton with him like, yeah. kind of like a metal kind of like police baton yeah and he kept tapping it on on your podcast equipment, and equipment he was like you guys got a real nice podcast here. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shame something happened to it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was
0: uh, it was an intimidating meeting, certainly, but I, I got the job done, I suppose. <laughs> 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 Extremely aggressive guerrilla marketing, and it paid off for them. Homefieldapparel.com, folks. They'll break your kneecaps if you don't buy it. Me- meet at midfield. <laughs> Do- meet at midfield is the code for fifteen percent off your first purchase, and to protect your poor knees, uh, they they need them, folks. They need it. They need the protection, and of course, to protect your body with clothing with with fantastic vintage clothing <laughs> protection from the elements protection from um, the elements you can't go without clothes guys you need the clothes yeah. you need them you how about this have them. you
1: guys need protection from not getting a date huh that's uh-huh. what a lot of our listeners need so that's yeah. why you're wearing home feel you're gonna protection from not getting a date because you wear these shirts you're gonna uh-huh. get dates that's, yeah that's if you
0: if, if a woman sees you in a georgia southern shirt walking around they i mean they're not gonna be able to help themselves it's like, oh my god that guy's got a georgia southern shirt on i need to go yeah <laughs> i need to go mingle with him hey. immediately and I
1: believe that uh, that has doing a lot of focus testing on this in terms of what women like what uh-huh. kind what of women enjoy and I, I believe they did say the number one answer is vintage college football collegiate apparel.
0: Yeah, and who better to do research on what women like than a collegiate football <laughs> uh, or a collegiate <laughs> apparel company? That's the Women love uh, vintage collegiate apparel and if you are a woman who loves vintage collegiate apparel but you are not uh, previously D- in on the whole Don't forget to DM
1: training, our, our, our famous guest, Luke Ward. Yeah, don't forget to DM
0: <laughs> Luke Ward but also homefieldapparel.com, 15% off if you use the code MEET at midfield, as well as uh, our site, meetatmidfield.com, $12.99 a month, gets you all the good shit. All right, I'm putting 30 minutes on the clock. We're going to do our best. Uh, Like I said, we will certainly go over, but we are going to see what we can do. 30 minutes it's
1: also mostly chronological based on our my best memory so it's kind of chronological
0: yeah and we're not going to talk about every game just the ones that are uh, important so 30 minutes on the clock starting (laughs) now first up louisville 20 ucf 14 um man i think really quick
1: yeah this is a quick one yeah
0: yeah Yeah, i think ucf just doesn't have enough plays on offense. they have like five plays that they run and they ran out of them in the second half and then Louisville ended the game. Like the UCF offensive line is not good enough to sustain what they are doing, which is running the same five plays over and over again.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. They don't have a creative playbook. They don't have any kind of threat in the passing game. Like their receivers aren't bad. I thought Javon Baker looked pretty good, but John Reese Pembley clearly cannot throw the football. Yeah. Um, as we said, because he wasn't a quarterback for the last two years. Yeah, he's not a quarterback. Got- yeah. Kirk <laughs> <laughs> offense doesn't work. Um, he is who we thought he is. I just want to point out we were right about this um I, I felt vindicated on this park and also louisville not as good as we thought to i mean clearly like they won this game but lee cunningham is not looking very impressive yeah and there's nothing else besides him this offense so he has to either like take another step forward and get even better again uh or they're gonna like go maybe 500 this year
0: yep alabama 20 texas 19 good god was not expecting this 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 no. is uh, one of the bigger surprises of the day and yet did not end in a texas upset no matter how hard they fucking tried just uh, could not pull it out at the end um so many
1: missed so many missed opportunities for texas too yeah. just like so many little things here and there the, the the different uh the missed fourth down and third down conversions they had late in the game the drop touchdown the dropped interception yeah the missed field goals like they had that 20-yard chip shot they missed um if ryan watts the high state transfer makes that tackle on bryce young for the sack instead of letting him go for that 20-yard scramble yeah so many things could have should have would have and like man texas looked flat out better than alabama like i i, I don't think it was yeah. a fluky game where there were a bunch of like weird bounces or like flags against like alabama got penalized a lot but they deserved those penalties were all clear penalties to me like there wasn't yeah. any like borderline calls fucking alabama they played poorly they had a lot of holes that got exposed and I think if Quinn Ewers is healthy, Texas wins that
0: game. Yeah, I agree. Texas, more successful offensively, 48% to 43% in success rate. Didn't really use a whole bunch of explosive plays. Would have probably been beneficial, but they... Yeah. out the Xavier Worthy drop touchdown would
1: have been yeah, one. Yeah, once,
0: uh, once Quinn left the game, that kind of left the offense. Um yeah, I think we could kind of see why Hudson Card is not the starting quarterback here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I came away from this impressed with Texas on both sides of the ball. I think that they, they had a good plan offensively. It is, like you alluded to, too uh, really too bad that we did not get to see a full Quinn Ewers game here um, man he's, he's fucking good I, I know that you have your thoughts on Quinn Ewers but he's fucking well good. I mostly
1: just want to troll about him yeah, yeah I mean like at the <laughs> time here's the thing is like always I get angry that I talk myself into a different opinion and then I come back to my original one uh-huh. which is that it was stupid for Ohio State to like not even try playing him as a backup last year yeah um, yeah not but, that we're talking about Ohio State here we don't need to do that enough but um Quinn is seems like the real deal, dude. I hope. He, yeah. I think they said he's going to be out two or three weeks. Bruce Solomon report with a clavicle injury. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the lineup, and I don't know if they have any serious games the next two or three weeks. I, I got to check their schedule, but. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what they have in store
0: yeah just I really just love to watch that kid throw the ball really really entertaining quarterback to watch yeah very fun to see that the the way that the ball comes out of his hand it is uh, as advertised Um, not going to go a ton on Alabama here because we're going to talk more about the SEC in general and Alabama's place in the SEC in the premium show Um, but uh, boy they got some issues I think with the offensive skill core that's uh, and the offensive line yeah tackles tackles not good on the offensive line I can't I kind of came away from the Alabama game last week against Utah State thinking the same thing that like Tyler Steen is not very good and J.C. Latham is like 19 years old and it it, it looks it um but Texas I, I think you even in a in a frustrating way to lose the game um I think you come away from this pretty impressed, pretty pleased with Texas. Like, yeah. I thought the defense... This looked, team could
1: win the Big 12, man.
0: Yeah, I thought the defense looked vastly, vastly improved relative to where it has been. It looked like they have fucking developed players for the first time in a decade plus. Um, a couple people, uh, quite a few people actually, mentioned before I did the Gary Patterson addition to that staff. I think he's just a uh, like an analyst. Um, you can see it. <laughs> you can see it on the defense. That It is... Yes, he is absolutely in yeah. that in that room because you can and, see. And it the, in the broadcast was
1: saying that he basically they just gave him the job. Like your whole thing this offseason is create a scheme for Alabama. And, yeah, um, it well, worked. Yeah. Like, clearly
0: it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, credit to them. I, I think, uh, like you said, I think Texas was every bit as as good here, if not better than Alabama. I think they probably. Uh, probably deserve to win this one. Obviously, they don't. It doesn't matter who deserved to win, but uh, they do have to be careful
1: the next few weeks though, here too. By the way, yes, it's like as good as they are getting UTSA at home and then at Texas Tech uh, and then Virginia or West, West Street at home on the bounce back. Um, those teams aren't great, but you can't be you can't get sloppy against any of them either. Yeah,
0: you got to be got to be on it, especially without your starting quarterback. Um, yeah, impressive, impressive from from Texas, even in a loss. Reminiscent of last year's Iron Bowl, I think. A, a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of parallels there, uh, all the way down to like just fucking tackle Bryce Young in the fourth quarter and you'd win the goddamn game. Why can't you? It's not even big. Yeah, just just tackle it's him. It's not
1: like he was—he wasn't like making t- missed tackles happen by like juking somebody either. They just had him in their arms and they dropped just don't him. Don't tackle
0: him. He's he's too little. He's he's too small. You can't get your hands around him.
1: <laughs> he should be doing the too little thing. He should be doing like the too big thing. Yeah, of, like, yeah. <laughs> you're too big. You're too big. Can't get me down. I'm knee high to a
0: frog, motherfucker. You can't tackle me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, staying in the SEC, uh, Arkansas forty-four, South Carolina thirty. Um, Arkansas just better, just better all the way around. Offensive Did line, they rock? offensive line out there is very good, especially in, in run blocking. They had their issues in pass blocking, but run blocking. Damn, uh, really, really impressed with uh, with them. South Carolina is, I think, about what we thought it was—somewhere um, between six and six and, and eight and four, maybe five and seven if some things break bad. Spencer Rattler can make plays, but he's not consistent enough to be relied on as your like. Leader of your offense. Uh, right. Arkansas. It's the classic
1: Rattler, like throw <laughs> touchdowns after the game's already lost situation. Like yeah. after you already throw two interceptions and lose the game, throw some touchdowns and make your stat line look better.
0: Yeah. Arkansas, meanwhile, offense is super cohesive. I, I think that the pieces that they have all fit together. Rocket Sanders, fantastic. Very, very good running back. KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson, I thought, played well. Um, they're just good. They're just a just a damn good football team. Really, really well built. Very impressive how quickly Sam Pittman has yeah. uh, has done that because that's not easy to do in the SEC.
1: No, it is not. Um. Also, he didn't have a crazy good stat line, but I thought the way that they've been using Jaheim Bell uh, mm-hmm. from South Carolina. Like he only had, I think five all purpose yards in the day, but just watching him move around the formation, he clearly had a lot of weight in this South Carolina offense and teams are following him. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the way you're using him. I want to point that out. He's a player that's not going to get a lot of pub without his stats being that high this season. Austin Stoner's going to take a lot of his reps,
0: but he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, little decoy with how athletic he is. All right. Wake forest, 45. Vanderbilt 25 Um the I mean Wake Forest's offense is is I think as advertised yeah. it's good yeah I didn't I didn't have a ton of thoughts here except just to say
1: that it's nice to see Sam Hartman back that's why yep. I put on the list you yep. know Sam Hartman take her took care of business 300 yards four touchdowns in his first game back from his blood clot issue Um also Vanderbilt's you know Mike Wright was like the bell of the ball last week for Vanderbilt and mm. really struggled in this game 8 to 15 for 35 yards and in interception and had yep. 17 yards on the ground just a terrible game from him yeah um I'm curious to see what happens to Wake Forest this season. Now that Sam Hartman's back, I'm excited to watch them play.
0: Yep, glad to see Sam Hartman back. Glad to see Wake Forest cooking. And I, I, real quick, credit to Vanderbilt. It's Not as dead as it was last year. Vanderbilt has at least a little bit oh, going for on. 20-point sure. loss yeah. to, a, to a good P5 team could be a lot worse. A lot, a lot worse. So credit to them. Uh, Duke 31, Northwestern 23, Ryan Holinsky masterclass here. Fantastic stuff from Ryan Holinsky. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. 58 goddamn passes. What are you people doing? What is going on out there? He finished with 60 according to the box where I'm looking at. 60. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the game on paper, which is the advanced stats, and sometimes it's, it's slightly wrong. 60 passes. Guys. Yeah also oh they God. still can't figure out to like just give evan hall that he
1: make evan hall the starting running back dude like they're still making him split carries to cam porter yeah who had 11 uh, 11 rushes today uh, evan hall only had 17 uh he was more than three times as effective per carry uh than cam porter was just give him the football
0: yeah just just give him the ball um not a whole lot else Take to it say out about. of ryan Holinsky's hands yeah too, not yeah. <laughs> a whole lot else to say about this one um fairly is Rally, really quick israeli leonard good um he seems to be okay not the best stat line in the world but i thought duke's offense was efficient um northwestern's defense certainly played a role in that uh but good win good win for duke duke looks i think a little bit better as well than we thought they were going to be uh, early on in this uh in this new mike elko led era uh i I don't
1: know if you saw my my tweet about this but i I think mike elko is a defensive tom herman Okay. Where, like, okay. he is clearly, like, a, he's a really good coach. He understands ball at a high level. He seems to be good at all the things a football coach has to be good at. It's just that every other coach he's ever worked with hates his guts and thinks he's an asshole.
0: <laughs> Can't stand uh, the guy. Which is why, <laughs> yeah, but like, but it's, I mean, he's doing pretty well here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If it works, it works. It's, uh... Just, just stay out of his way, I guess. Uh, <laughs> UTSA 41, Army 38. Another really entertaining UTSA game. Uh, I, I I really, really enjoy watching Frank Harris play. He has been playing out of his mind uh, and did so here as well. Pretty much won UTSA the game down the stretch. Um, another tough loss for for Army, which I think has probably deserved yeah. a little bit more than it has gotten out of these first two weeks of the season. But Credit again to UTSA for for sticking in there and and winning a, a tough game against a tough right. opponent. They they look they look good still. I'm not I'm not moved from my position that UTSA is good.
1: Yeah, and they held Army to just 179 yards of the ground too, yeah. which is pretty rare to do. Now, you know, now granted,
0: yeah, gr- yeah. <laughs> granted, Army threw the fuck out of the football, but that's <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you'll and you know they really uh, don't want to do that. It's not what they
1: want to be doing.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose you would prefer that they throw the ball really well than they run the ball really well, because if yeah. they're throwing the ball really well, it means that you can still have the football sometimes, which is what right. ultimately won UTSA the game. Just
1: um, a tough ass schedule for Army this year too. All this yeah, thing.
0: yeah, brutal, brutal for a couple of the uh, of the service academies. I don't think it's on the list because it really wasn't worth watching. But Navy also got shit housed by uh, by Memphis. Um, oh no, I didn't
1: put that on there.
0: Yeah, Army and Air Force are good this year. Navy is not good, but Army has scheduled in a in a pretty tough way. Uh, yeah. Can- Kansas State forty. Missouri 12 it's an ass whooping yeah this was an ass whooping and the 12 the uh, I believe the second score of the game from Missouri came when it was well in hand um kansas state is is just running the option pretty much they in in fact
1: it was not just well on hand it was a as time expired one yard rushing touchdown for missouri (laughs) awesome yeah kansas state's (laughs) basically
0: just running the option which is fine you got adrian martinez or uh, is a good runner you know and you got deuce vaughn you've got a great offensive line um i have no issue with that i think it suits them well i think that they they have a, a nice run design i think that they are playing really well offensively i am Optimistic still about Kansas State. I I don't think of that team right now as being a serious like Big Twelve contender or anything, but I think they are solidly a good football team, and that is a uh, that's a good thing to be in a in a year that has already seen quite a few kind of surprising results against probably you know lesser teams from P five teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm excited by what they have going here. I think Chris is doing a great work. I mean, Deuce Vaughn is obviously one of the best players in college football. It's Mm -hmm. all around an exciting season. Um, Missouri's quarterback play also really, really bad. That's that's awful. Four interceptions combined from their quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Missouri, not good. Not good at really anything right now. I'm not sure why there was any sort of excitement around these guys coming into the season. Certainly wasn't coming from Because of journalists. Yeah. Certainly wasn't coming from us. Uh, We are not, uh, we are many things, but Missouri optimists we were not um this is i I think this is going to get bad pretty quick there if it's not already bad they they can't play defense yeah they can't play defense their offense is not good which was really the whole thing with Drinkwitz. um it's bad it's bad there speaking of places where it is bad um let me make sure i'm in the right order here oh okay we got back-to-back bangers app App state 17 texas a&m 14 um, now, that, now, Patrick, that is fewer points than
1: App State scored.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. That's fewer points than App State scored, and I believe AM had seven offensive points. I think that they had a kickoff return for a touchdown, right? They did. They did. Chain yeah. so, uh, had a kickoff return. So that. Texas AM loses to Appalachian State uh, in a game where I think App State was actually like way better than the final score indicates. I think App State probably should have won this one by two or three scores. It really wasn't that close.
1: No, it was not. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say they were that much better like they were their defense was brilliant the offense had some real fits and starts which again when you're playing a team yeah. full of five star offensive linemen you should do that yeah but listen the end of this game they were just nails dude mm-hmm. like cameron peoples uh they just basically fed him the fucking rock when the game mattered and it was on the line and he delivered uh they i actually have the stats pulled up here i'm gonna you want to vamp for a second i actually have yeah go and vamp for me for a minute here and pull yeah this
0: up. so the uh the the <sighs> The, the guy who really stood out to me, you mentioned the defense for App State, um, Jalen McLeod, or McLeod, I don't know how you say it, the defensive end, um, mm-hmm. he's not the guy coming into the season who was expected to be like the dude on that defensive line. That was Nick Hampton. Nick Hampton was still good in this game, but good fucking god this kid was everywhere he was the best yeah. defensive lineman in the entire game in a in a game against Texas A&M who has you know 25 yeah. star defensive linemen he had a play where he forced two fumbles on one play <laughs> he stripped it from the quarterback and then stripped it from the guy who recovered the fumble it just it was just a uh a spark plug off the defensive line he was fantastic yeah. and and completely tormented that that backfield all game um app state defensive uh, run stuff rate for app state this is against texas a&m team that prides itself on being physical running the ball 38% they stuffed 38% of texas yeah. a&m's fucking runs
1: a had eight offensive drives and only six of them she- featured at least one first down. Jesus Christ! I, I mean, or sorry, was... rather, six of them had one first down or fewer. They got yeah. they got stuffed to three and out like three or four times.
0: Yeah, it was a disaster. It was a disaster from Texas A&M. That offense is uh, even worse, I think, than we expected it to be, and we were not high on that offense. It's terrible. um And App State did what it needed to do to win the game. Offense was not super, yeah. not super good from App State, but it didn't. Uh, right. right. They only they, needed I, so much, I guess.
1: That's what I pulled up here. Is they averaged three point eight yards per play in this game but but at the end of the day Texas AM and fumbled twice and AM scored off of both those recoveries
0: yeah, yeah A- and... App State did yeah
1: App State does sorry yeah, that's what it takes to uh, say, that's what it takes to win at the end of the day and also in the final 23 30 of this game uh App State had three offensive drives those three drives combined took 1741 off the clock Jesus. Uh, mean AM <laughs> only held the ball uh for what is that about uh about five or sorry about about eight minutes left in the in like the final quarter and a half of the game yeah um uh app state ran 30 offensive plays 27 of them went for positive yardage none of them for negative yardage so they had like two incompletions and one run for no gain their 27 plays all went for plus yards um, they killed clock those three drives ended in a touchdown a field goal and victory formation of Texas A&M territory. Yeah, when the game mattered most they got it done. Um, of course camera people's 48 yard dagger is the one that everyone's going to celebrate but that offense just moved the chains when it had to.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, running game I thought was was excellent when it needed to be in the fourth quarter. Uh, Texas A&M on the other end and then we'll then we'll move on 0% red zone success. <laughs> 0% Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. guys did not have a successful play in the red zone. <laughs> That's so bad. That's so deeply shitty. Um, boy, weird, weird that that offense isn't very good. Who would have uh, Who would have imagined? Huh. All right, <laughs> uh, other offenses that aren't very good that we saw coming from a fucking mile away. We saw coming from four years ago. Marshall 26, Notre Dame 21. Um, huge win for Marshall. Big time performance. But Christ Almighty, that Notre Dame offense is atrocious. It's so it's bad.
1: It's so bad, dude. Oh it, my God. I mean, Tommy Rees is just clearly not the guy. Man. He is so obviously not the guy. He's never been the guy. Yeah. I don't know why everyone's excited about him coming back. Like what was the celebration around him?
0: Yeah, I I, I I part of it is that like their scheme doesn't really make sense. There's no cohesive anything to it it's it's just sort of a jumble of plays they're just running around yeah yeah part of it as well is that they have exactly one kind of guy on offense and it's michael Mayer. like he is the only version of that guy who is good but they only ever recruit that fucking guy they have these huge wide receivers and tight ends who can't run or get open and it's like like you need at least one or two guys who can get open why don't you have anybody who can run and it's uh it's, it's been an issue for them for years now. This has been the Notre Dame problem and it's still a problem. And now they don't have a, uh, you know, like an all world defense. I think the defense is still good, but they don't have an all world defense or a, at least moderately more capable quarterback to bail them out. Like it's just, yeah, it's been like this for years. It's just that you got worse in a couple crew, you know, crucial positions. And now it's, playing out more with uh with losses whereas before notre dame probably wins this game 28 26 like they did last year against toledo you know it, it's just this is uh all of the the recruiting issues the talent acquisition and development issues coming home to roost
1: 100 percent, 100 percent, man um it's it, and like the level of quarterback play they're having here is just unacceptable like for the first yeah. school this level um i mean how does it get this bad it, it's it's uh it's ridiculous that Tyler Bookner interception, like when they came out with a chance to go win the game, and just I think it was the second play of that drive throws that back breaking interception. Um, what can you say, dude? Like, yeah. it, it's just how do you? I, I know we made fun of him a lot, like going into this past couple weeks, but like, how is he that bad? How does he see that little? Yeah. Um, it's it's Man. really
0: there's really not a whole lot going and, on. And and the now, more
1: shocking part is like the offensive line is supposed to carry them. That's what's supposed to be good. Yeah. And they only average three and a half yards of carry against fucking Marshall. Yeah. Like Marshall's run defense is not that good. That's not the strength program.
0: Yeah. They've got uh they've got they always have some guys who are playmakers at linebacker and in the secondary and that, that remains the case here, but this is not like a uh like an app state style program defensively where they always have these elite edge rushers and really good defensive fronts marshall is much more built around the secondary built around guys like uh you know players in this in the uh in in the second and third levels they 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 have playmakers at linebacker they have playmakers at safety that's their thing their thing is that they're going to shut you down in the passing game they're going to force turnovers it's not not a team that's going to try and beat you up front in the way that they did here i mean they no. were they were <laughs> they, they did it pretty comfortably even
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was Stephen Gilmore who's running out there making plays for Marshall all day in secondary. It was really, really good. He's awesome. Um, Yeah, I I mean, there's just a a lot missing from Notre Dame right now. This
0: Marcus Freeman era starting 0-3, I guess we can talk about the premium show here, but just Mm -hmm. can't happen. Just absolutely cannot happen. Nope, can't happen. Uh, Oklahoma State 34, Arizona State 17. Not really any thoughts. Yeah, no real thoughts on this one, just worth noting. Uh,
1: I guess the only note here is Oklahoma State is going to end up being ranked top 10 this week. I think maybe it was when the poll came out. I didn't even check, but like, why?
0: yeah i mean guess i guess
1: somebody has to be uh, someone has to be yeah they're eighth in the ap poll and seventh in the coaches poll jesus i don't really get it i don't think they look that good i, I think like there's
0: probably like 15 20 teams i put ahead of them mm-hmm. um but they're there they're there somebody's got to be somebody's <laughs> got to be there uh all right tennessee 34 pit 27 in overtime um, what a fucking ball game! Yeah, dude. great, great game. I'm gonna give credit to Pitt for for sticking in this one, even once Keaton Slovis went down. The uh, the passing game and the offense in general kind of already wasn't great and slowed to a crawl when Nick patty came in the game. Um I'll I'll actually disagree there. I think, I think they were playing pretty well with with Kane's slow in.
1: Like I mean for how much he was being hit was a real problem. Like he was on his back frequently. Yeah, no, I I was
0: I was agreeing. I I think that I think that the the passing a game was generally fine when he was out there and when he left was when oh, yeah. the, the issues really started.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um nice day from Zabi Canada for Pitt. I mean ran for 154 yards, but like man this i i think i said this on twitter but this game is played 10 times they're going five and five like this is yeah. just injury luck for Pitt. you know slovis had some injury issues i believe he had a concussion is why he didn't come back in the second half and then nick patty goes out there and plays through a high ankle sprain as he gets hurt while he's coming as the backup mm-hmm. um pitch just i mean pitt lost an to tackle for part of it carter warren um devin danielson and, Jay, and uh, david green went down for quite a while for them they already missed this Alexandre. like the injuries just racked up for Pitt. yeah and Hendon hooker um and Cedric Tillman were just taking advantage of the time they had without the pass rush kind of coming through the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Um MJ Devonshire had a for a while was a good battle with Tillman, like in the first half. And then Tillman kind of just started, you know, racking up yards on him and everyone else in the secondary. Yeah. Um finished with nine for one sixty-two and a touchdown. Just brilliant day from Tillman. Hooker mm-hmm. was great. Um <sighs> tough game, man. Great win for Tennessee. Like no matter what the injuries say. Going on the road and getting that win is, is awesome. It's super impressive.
0: Yeah, I was impressed with Fitz, with uh, Pitt's physicality and the fact that Tennessee held up to that, which was sort of our biggest concern about these guys. Uh, bodes very well for them. That is uh, that that's an impressive uh, way to go out there and get a win on the road, like you said, and uh, against a a team that was fighting all the way through. It was very very physical. Ran the ball really hard, and Tennessee still comes out on top. That's a uh, that's a great showing for them. Uh, Washington State seventeen, Wisconsin fourteen. Paul Chris hot seat, hot seat, gotta be. I mean, it has to be. It's, I mean, it's he's bad. awful. Yeah, it's bad. It's really, it's really bad. They they are just not. They just don't have anything going on. There's just nothing going on there. I I really.
1: And I, like this is here's the sad part, and this is like this is I'm probably damning him with faint praise. Yeah, this was Graham Mertz's like best game with a Badger. Yeah. since that first start yeah i guess that first start he had you know 2020 he was great but like yeah since then you know he he had 227 yards and two touchdowns today like he he looked pretty good like yeah he wasn't lighting the world on fire but he was hitting some passes um they just couldn't close any drive the play calling was terrible um cundiff had two big uh fumbles in the red zone um there was a series i believe where Mertz threw an interception. It was fumbled by Washington State. In the recovery. Uh-huh. Um, no, sorry, rather. He threw a pass to Cundiff. Cundiff fumbled it. Washington State recovered and started writing it back. They fumbled the recovery. It was recovered by Wisconsin. Give Wisconsin a fresh set of downs. Grammers comes back and throws the interception, you know, caught by Washington State. Yeah, uh, I think that all happened, in the red zone. I
0: think that happened twice in this game. that There was a fumbled, a fumbled <laughs> interception, which is always great. Yeah, uh great win for for Washington State going on the road and beating beating Wisconsin. I have no clue who's going to win the Big Ten West. I think they're all pretty bad. It seems like.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say is like uh, the only thing I can argue here is that Iowa's problems are entirely their own. Like yeah, if they just replaced Brian Ferris, Spencer Petras, they would probably be fine. Yeah. Because well, their defense is awesome. The issue, uh,
0: there's a, the issue there is that they will not be doing that. That is not... Uh, yeah. that, I don't think that that one's in the cards. Um, but yeah. Wisconsin needs to fire Paul Chris and like, just yeah. get, it, get it done with. The identity there is not not what it once was. They're just not as good as what they used to be. You know, just make Jim Leonard the head coach. He, yeah. He's the
1: only reason you're good anyway.
0: Yeah, that's fine. And then maybe he'll hire somebody who can, you know fix some of the shit that they have going on the offense. The probably offense not, just but not, i like to think of it. Yeah, probably not. But the <laughs> offense is just not inspiring in any way right now. Um, Texas Tech, 33. Houston, 30. Um, Houston Patrick was, lied to y'all, man. He just out there running around. Houston was jobbed here. Uh, Houston, I think, like objectively should have won this game, and kind of at it. Game away, should have been you know? over. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, hundred percent. Like there was a really blatantly missed holding call in that overtime, or yeah. sorry, rather in the fourth quarter that allowed uh, Texas Tech to extend on uh, a, a fourth and twenty and convert that absolutely should have not been a conversion. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks, but Houston just didn't put this game away. They had so many chances to do it. Yeah. They kept fucking up.
0: You know, yeah, it is what it is. Frustrated with Clayton Toon, who has not been not been the guy that, that they need him to be early on in this uh early on in this season. Um, Texas Tech also, I believe, ran 124 plays. They ran 108 plays from scrimmage. That's a lot of plays. Uh, and still didn't really honestly do all that much with them. The offense there is not very good, I don't think. I don't really think Texas Tech is good at all. I don't really like any part of this team. But uh, they they get a win here. And it's uh, it's a win in quotation marks, but it's a win all the same. So, yeah, sure, fuck, sure. I hate yeah, these guys. Sure I hate enough. this fucking program. Yeah, I, uh, I have a feeling that they will not be doing a whole lot more of that this season because I just I don't think that these guys are very yeah. good. Uh, Air Force, you know Force not I could do a whole lot of nothing this season? Colorado. Yeah, Air Force, <laughs> 41, Colorado, 10. Could have been a whole lot worse if Air Force was not um, polite, I guess. Air Force, 70 carries for 435 yards, and that is including negative uh, 44 on, I believe, five sacks uh it's listed as team five carries negative 44 yards so if you cut the, that out they are nearing 500 yards rushing on 65 carries in this game um Jesus Christ. it was it was a massacre it was never it was never competitive uh, air force is a significantly better program structurally and and just beat the hell out of a really bad a really bad team really bad program yeah. really bad and- situation
1: also, I never really noticed in the broadcast, but I was looking up um, some pictures of Troy Calhoun for my Nebraska coaching search article today. Okay. Yeah, I have never realized how obviously dyed his hair is. It is some of the most obviously dyed hair in the world. <laughs> he has it dyed. He's like fifty-eight years old. And has it dyed jet black? Yeah, uh, it is really funny. He yeah. looks like an Italian grandfather in Pittsburgh. It's it's actually very amusing to me. It's really um, it's
0: troubling too because there are times where he doesn't dye it and it looks much better. But he he it seems like at the <laughs> beginning of every year he dyes it and then lets it get uh, lighter as the season goes on. That's awesome. Very funny way to do things. Not sure wh- he's
1: doing he's doing the partial Coach K. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh it's troubling. It's a troubling thing to see. Um, the ha- he's doing the half chef which is also a, a sex move in poland i believe mm-hmm. um. yeah it's uh, it's actually been banned in most uh, most countries but you can still do it in poland they let you pretty much do whatever you want over there um any right,
1: movie any coach on. named sex
0: moves you want to do you can just you know whip it out uh <laughs> iowa state 10 iowa 7 um, geez, <laughs> No sex Christ. business this one. Absolutely no, no sex. sex absolutely game. sexless football game. Um, Iowa State had two punts blocked and still beat Iowa. Um, I I fucking yeah. hate this I, Iowa I mean, team. I, they they technically won this
1: game, but no one beat anybody else. No, was, this was all really expired. bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: all all really <laughs> disastrously bad. Somebody had to win. Um, both of these quarterbacks are truly cursed by God. It is a it's a despicable <laughs> showing of offensive football. If um,
1: they hire Matt Campbell for Nebraska, so he can just go ahead and this will be his only win over Iowa ever, and loses to Iowa every season at Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. I got I hope it happens.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. What's uh, what's going on? Some truly outstanding stuff happening here. Um, I have not rewatched this one. I did not watch it live. Don't, I'm not don't. going to. I'm not going to watch this game. I I've done my re-watches that I needed to do, and this is not among them. I uh, um, I, I let that.
1: our colleagues handle the playback
0: stream for this one. I just watched every other game that was on that window because there were. a
1: million good games on instead they were forced to be locked into the (laughs) iowa stream I simply said no. I can't. Oh, I'm good. Absolutely,
0: I'm busy. I, I, I had no, a, I had a real reason. But uh, yeah, no, that's a, it's a tough, yeah,
1: tough. Well, I tough was, I was indoctrinating my little brother in college football. He was watching games with me all weekends. So I see, I and like
0: you don't I... want to ruin that. You don't want to, to no. ruin, by ruin that by showing him Iowa, because as soon as you do that, the interest is just gonna. You're gonna see a dead, <laughs> a dead look in his eye. Um, all right, Kansas 55, West Virginia 42 in overtime. Very funny to win by 13 points in the overtime. Very rare, yeah. Um,
1: and, and of course, all of the of the. Kansas turns it back, returned that pick for a touchdown. Yeah, or it was a pick. Yeah, all all of his teammates just screaming at him to get down. Yeah, and he was like, no. That's a hard, that's a hard dick <laughs> warrior right
0: there. He saw the end zone and he he knew he could not could not pass up the opportunities. Like I got a fucking score. Um, all right, timer's going off in five seconds. I'm going to turn it off. We're just going to keep going. Uh, Kansas has something here. Like we we have made clear our love of Lance Leipold, and we were fucking right. They have something going here already. It's year oh, two, big time. and they have something going here. They just want a a fucking Big Twelve game on the road. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, this one was in hand until the end of the fourth quarter when they kind of collapsed. I think ran out of energy and West Virginia came back to to send it to overtime. But Kansas was better. Kansas was outright better on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, they they
1: had a touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter, uh, yeah. as I recall it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then at one point in the in the fourth quarter, I think they had a two score lead. I think I think they were up like uh, it was like forty two thirty one or something like that. That sounds right. Um, yeah. But uh, the 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 main thing for Kansas that I took away from this. Um, one, that offense, just so efficient. Really, really impressed with the way that they do things, despite having an obvious talent deficiency on the offensive line. Um, and in that offense specifically, Jalen Daniels, he's just fucking good. He rocks. Just a good-ass quarterback. Fun. Yeah, fun. just... just makes good decisions throws the ball really well not the most talented he also guy talks in the a world, lot of but shit yeah yeah not the most talented quarterback in college football or by any means but just a damn good player just just gets the job done um yeah could not I mean, he be counted
1: for over 300 yards of this yeah. team's 419 yards of offense dude he was like he was the team but. yeah
0: yeah could not be more impressed with uh with how quickly things are getting going here this is not going to be like a great kansas team or anything, but. Um, I mean, well, hang on. I, I mean, really quick. Really, I mean, like,
1: look, they go at Houston next weekend. Uh-huh. They can win that game. Yeah. I'm sorry, what we've seen from Houston so far, that is yeah. a winnable game for Kansas. And after that, they get Duke, Iowa State and TCU all at home.
0: Yeah. I mean, is this a bowl? If Kansas team? starts,
1: if Kansas starts out six and zero, dude, the uh, the amount. Of, I mean, I'm not predicting it, but the amount of shit talk we're gonna do
0: in this oh podcast, oh my god, we're gonna be unbearable. It's, it's gonna be irresponsible. Like, we're gonna say dude. some things that we cannot say on on legally on the airways. It's gonna get it's gonna get egregious in here. Um, yeah, dude, they're, they're awesome. They're just fucking awesome. I'm I'm impressed, and I could not be happier for for them. Finally making the right fucking hire finally making a structural change hire Finally, doing something that actually makes sense instead of just trying to get I, the easy I fix. I hope he doesn't go to
1: Nebraska, dude. We'll talk about yeah. it in the yeah. premium show, but yeah, I just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: it's weird what happens when you don't make the quick fix. Hire at Kansas. It seems like actually uh, hiring a good football coach instead of a whole bunch of shitty ones is uh, better. It's it's uh, and ironically, it's
1: he did fix it pretty quick.
0: Yeah, he did, which is really funny. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you hired this the, the fundamental change guy, and he immediately fixed your shit. It's uh, it's awesome. Um, there's a, maybe a lesson to be learned there, but I'm not going to connect those <laughs> thoughts to anything. Uh, all right, next up, Liberty21, UAB14. UAB absolutely loves to do this once a year. Um, I don't really have a great explanation for it. Beyond that, they just yeah. they, they love to do this. This is their favorite thing to do is to have a uh, an absolute jack shit game. Five turnovers, five fumbles, all of them lost. Not going to take a whole lot else from this. Um, one of those. Just just one of those. Moving on.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a fumble luck game. Yeah. It sucks that Liberty's 2-0. I can't stand it. They're, they're not good also, by the way. No, they are not. Liberty uh, is not good. They are and, not good uh, in the traditional
0: sense, certainly. They're, <laughs> they're not they're good not, really
1: in any sense. And I think they're yeah. going to get their shit packed up by by Wake Forest next weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a line on that game. I don't think I've seen one come out yet, but I will be keeping an eye on it uh, as we get closer. Oh, it's 16 and a half for Wake Forest at home. I okay. feel like they're going to win by a lot more than that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty confident in Wake for us at this point in the season. Um, Georgia Southern, 45. Nebraska, 42. Scott Frost fired immediately after the game. Uh, immediately being the next morning. We're going to talk a, a lot more about that on the premium show. Uh, as for this game itself, um, I mean, it's just really Espeitable. bad. It's really, really bad. This is I not...
1: feel, Honestly, I, I've i started to like not have as much fun making fun of Nebraska. I'm feeling bad for them. Now. They're,
0: they're pitiful. They're, <laughs> they're fucking pitiful. There's nothing going on here, I think, that is funny. At this point, it's just sort of like... Jesus Christ! I mean, what do you do? They just stop playing football at that point. It's their it's, defense uh, is so bad. It's pathetic. It really is. It Casey is. Thompson's good, dude. He yeah. he
1: was twenty three of thirty four for three eighteen and a touchdown. Like he played well in this game. He I, ran I, for three touchdowns.
0: I really feel for him. I don't think that he deserves this. I don't really know why he made this choice to do this. Um, but I I, I hope don't, he transfers again. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> think that he has. I don't think he deserved the treatment that he is getting here. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is not... Uh, I, I have seen some people taking this as a, oh, wow, Georgia Southern getting it going early on under Clay Helton. No, dude. Come on. No, no, it's not that. It is not that <laughs> at all. This is still not Come a good on, program. Brother. This shit's not going to work. Um, yeah. Nebraska... I mean, they didn't just... get
1: 642 yards of offense, but again, they played Nebraska. It's like they played yeah, real they, football.
0: Yeah, team. they played on air. They they gained 600 yards against <laughs> air, and that's very impressive for people who think that, you know, car keys jingling is the coolest shit they've ever seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Keep an eye out for UAB to pack them up in this next game as well. A 12-point yeah. favorite UAB. Oh, yes. Um, keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, USC 41, Stanford 28, not as close as the final score indicated, although Stanford did have a couple of red zone opportunities that turned into uh, turnovers and did not yield any points, which is still part of the game. You do need to score there. Um, USC's offense score. looks really good, I guess. I, I, I mean... I, I think that I I do want to make clear here, I, at least for me, I don't know if this is the case for you. For me, that the, our preseason sort of dismissal of USC was not necessarily us saying, like, I don't think that they're going to be good. I, I I think it was pretty clear that their offense was going to be good. It's more just like, I don't like talking about these guys. I don't really care. It's not you know, it, it was not so much like a, oh, I think this is going to fail. I, I don't think that. It's just, I don't really care. It's kind of boring what I think they're they're doing. It's a lot of people have talked about USC. I don't know if that was the case for you as well, but that was how I felt in the off season was just like, I don't think I need to say a whole lot on these guys. I think everybody else kind of beat me to it.
1: Yeah. Um, like there's nothing to talk about with them. Like they have good receivers. That's cool. Like they're going to play bad teams. Um, I don't care. dude. It's not my job. Like it's it's simply not my job to care about these guys. I'm not (laughs) going to do it.
0: Technically it is our job, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't agree.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, They looked good. Uh, Jordan Addison is uh, as advertised. Remains very good. Mario Williams, I thought, looked good. Caleb Williams is, you know, he is who he is. I think he played well. Throws a nice deep ball. Um, only real note that I have on this for an actual football thing, I fucking hate the modern Stanford shit. It's it. I it. This sucks. This is absolutely. They talked about it on the broadcast, and I have seen other people talking about this as if it's like a thing to be celebrated. Like, oh, David Shaw is making the necessary changes, trying to pull things back, and it's like, no, this is fucking shitty. There's a reason that Stanford can't do this. They don't have the talent that USC does. They that you will never be able to out talent the top of the Pac-12 at fucking Stanford you have to do something unique and they've dropped it it's stupid you can't do this shit there's a reason that it's not been working it's because they went away from what was working (laughs) it's like this why is everybody pretending that this is some new Stanford they've been doing this shit for five years and it hasn't worked for five years
1: it's the definition of of what you should expect from Stanford like they're just clearly never going to win I mean I don't, I, I, they're not probably not going to fire David Shaw because, like, what's the point in doing so? I guess because you're Stanford, you're not going to try to do anything different anyway, even if you hire someone new. Yeah. But, like, it's just one of the situations that is clearly just, useless like like, yeah he's not building towards anything there's no improvement happening there's not like maintaining a guy at a high level or anything like Alex like that there's just nothing going on here there's no point to what they're doing at Stanford
0: yeah yeah but uh, the the idea that the idea that the issue at Stanford is that it needs to be modernized ridiculous uh, patently ridiculous it, we talk about this in the Big Ten with teams trying to you know, talent out talent Ohio State or in the SEC trying to out talent Alabama or Georgia or you know grow up like yeah you can't you can't you can't if you are Stanford and Lincoln fucking Riley is in the is in the conference at USC you are not going to out talent USC. You will never win your own goddamn division trying to do this. You have to be unique. You have to have they something have that divisions. is different. And they don't. They have nothing. They have they have gone away from that fully. That is the, the, the narrative that they are selling. That's the PR that they did this offseason is that we have sold out. We don't know what we're doing anymore. It, it, it's ridiculous. It was ridiculous for four fucking hours to hear them fawning over David Shaw making changes. Yeah, that's the fucking problem. <laughs> he he doesn't believe in anything that's the problem
1: it, it, it's the whole thing he i mean I don't want to. They piss me off. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sick of it.
0: It's, 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 it it, it would be the same. I would have the same issue if fucking Iowa started running RPOs. It's ridiculous. Grow up. Understand what your fucking program is. You, yeah. You you can't do this shit. It's not going to work. It's like, you know who
1: understands exactly who the fuck their program is? Yes. It's Kentucky. Kentucky, goddamn wildcats. Wonderful. (laughs) Cathartic.
0: 26. Cathartic. kentucky 26 florida 16 in the swamp um just fucking Also, again
1: anthony richardson uh, fooled y'all he is just out there yeah. running around doing whatever yeah, he come is on. A, come he's on, a nobody
0: guys. yeah he's not it's it's this is what he is he has one good game and one really bad game that's that's what he does yeah. um I, I don't know if you saw this i was arguing on twitter this week with dane
1: brookler did you see this interaction i saw this <laughs> i was arguing about marvin harrison Oh, it's the same fucking guy who was telling us all that uh Scouts are on hand because they think Anthony Richardson has a chance to be QB one. is the best traits of all the quarterbacks oh in this God. draft. Class. Yeah, I don't care about traits, dude. Yeah. Like they matter to a certain extent, but like. You have to actually also have production. Traits are great if you produce. People who just have traits are just also known as bad football players mm-hmm. that don't actually do anything. Yeah. He's wow. fucking bad. Wow, this guy he would be w-
0: this guy would be amazing if he was better at football. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, he this, has nothing. This was like, the, this, uh, the Anthony Richardson special here.
1: He was truly like, I, I hate to uh, blame a player when he's this down, yeah. but he cost them the game. They put the ball in his hands. And he absolutely failed to deliver on every part of it. They only ran the ball thirty times. They had thirty-five passing attempts, four point one yards per pass. He he completed forty percent of his passes with two interceptions, including a pick six. Um, It should have been worse than that, dude. There should have been more turnovers than that. Yeah, he he simply was not good enough. Um, He also fumbled the ball and it was recovered by by Florida. But um, he's not a he's not a serious quarterback, man. He cannot. He he throws every ball at hundred miles an hour. Yeah, he has no touch. He has no trajectory. Um, he can't read a uh, defense he is just a big athlete who's out there throwing the football he is like james blackman is what he looks like to me except like faster yeah he's
0: um, he's, he's dense james blackman yet 25 percent success rate on his dropbacks and then 20 percent success rate on his uh on his carries that's not that's not necessarily what i would want from my number one overall pick uh but uh, i'm smart yeah. and i watch football instead of <laughs> Doing whatever the fuck Dane Brugler does, Um, and and you know who else sucked? Will Levis. Will Levis is bad too. Also bad. It seems like two kind of not very good quarterbacks here. Weird. Who? who, It's weird that guys, guys who aren't accurate with the, yeah, guys
1: who aren't accurate (laughs) with football aren't actually good quarterbacks. That's so bizarre to see that happen. Cavassier smoke was just like the only player on offense who looked good in this game. <laughs> like, yeah of all the guys in the field, Dane Key had that really nice touchdown grab. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but pretty much it was just Cavassier smoke and then a defense show the
0: yep. whole game. Yeah, Kentucky. Uh, the defenders
1: for both sides were awesome.
0: Yeah, Kentucky did what it does, which is that it 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 walked into this game with a big rusty hammer and it just hit Florida with a fucking hammer for sixty minutes and. And it won the game. It's uh I I I love these guys. They are not Yeah. the the way that they treat football is so it's it's disgusting. It is <laughs> it is like <laughs> it is a gross bastardization of the sport in the modern era and it's it's uh it's a delight I, I i love that they still do this shit i love how good they are at, at it yeah i love mark stoops strutting down the sideline oh my <laughs> god his he chest out, dude. oh god it rocks he's he just i i fucking love him and vince morrow talking shit it's it's yeah a, vince morrow and, and the funny part is, is like
1: they were acting like it was florida who shit talked to them by the way it was just like a random radio guy was, like some <laughs> local radio guy in Gainesville who said they look a little bit softer now or whatever <laughs> oh. and they acted like it was a personal insult to the entire florida team god. like i don't know if you saw will levis was waving off well sorry kentucky's kicker and will levis both waving <laughs> off the florida fans uh, they just like when you have it down to your kicker talking shit on the road oh, against dude. florida uh first of all embarrassing for florida you were the yeah. florida gators letting this happen in Grow your own up. house just a disgusting program that has fallen far too far uh they clearly the light of god is not shined upon Gainesville, florida yeah. um it, it, it doesn't deserve it like uh, they are not loved by any kind of creator. Uh, by any kind of higher power there's, uh, there, there's because
0: th- they don't have the moral rigidity of mark stoops mark stoops is a man of his yeah, word right. and that's that's the difference that's the uh that's the thing that brings the light upon him is that mark Stoops 100 believes eye. the shit that he says yeah Mar- mark he stoops looks you in the
1: eye man. and he tells you he's gonna kick your ass and he does it yeah Mar- Mar- it's
0: cool dude mark stoops is the only coach in the sec not named kirby smart sam Pittman, or nick saban who will actually like he actually believes the shit that he says he will take his team in and they will kick your ass for 60 minutes and then they will leave that's it that's it's it's uh it's a delight wonderful program i i
1: hate to tell you this but
0: Pretty soon we're gonna put Josh Heupel in that category too, bro. He's getting there. He's getting there. He's not. Uh, <laughs> he's not a soldier in the way that the other guys are. But his shit. True. His shit does work. Uh, he's more of a rogue. He's more of a. He's more of a ranger class type. Yeah, he, he's he's a much craft. He's a much craftier individual. He's somebody you got to keep an eye on. You know, he's a he's, warlock. He's, he's shifty. Yeah. He's He's, a, he's a, You have to watch your pockets around him. He's got excellent pickpocket skills. He's a, You know. He, he's tricky. You want. You got to keep an eye on that tricky Josh Heupel. Um, right. Let's like about this. Morning in the premium yeah <laughs> but, Il- uh, illinois 24 virginia three comprehensive ass whooping um virginia guys <laughs> why did you why did you fire robert and a why did you do that <laughs> what a weird thing to do yeah <laughs> just,
1: this offense looked really bad dude and like honestly i don't think it was brian armstrong's fault i don't think no. he was bad at all
0: um the scheme's just I, not I, very I, good it's just not a very good scheme it's a it's a very yeah. basic offense that they run
1: and there is just i mean they have done Tavian wicks, I guess, but he really didn't do a whole lot of anything in this game. Um, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, I, I don't understand Brennan's box score looked bad. Like he was 13 of 32 with two picks, but like, yeah, I know it's going to, it's going to sound weird to defend him. I promise he was not going really the problem today. Yeah. When um, you,
0: when you have the chance to watch Clemson's offense last year and then hire the guy who was responsible for that, you have to do it. You have to do that. It's their <laughs> offense has looked so advanced and really well designed in, in uh, in recent years and definitely didn't just have a whole bunch of first round quarterbacks and wide receivers, which was the only well, thing that they I, fucking had going for them. Um,
1: I'm looking forward to our hot seat talk uh, next off season.
0: Yeah. Uh, BYU 20 <laughs> BYU 26 Baylor 20 um, really great defensive battle here was really impressed with both defenses, which is a surprise from BYU whose defense was not very good last year. Um, big time win from BYU. I think they, they, should have won it in regulation had the, the kick not gone really horribly wrong. They had a, a chance at a game-winning kick uh, on two separate occasions and missed both of them before they actually won the as game did, with the touchdown. Uh, yeah,
1: as did Baylor. There were three yeah, as consecutive missed field goals in fourth quarter and overtime.
0: Yeah, um, um, but uh, I thought BYU very impressive. Really, really impressed with BYU. Jaron Hall had a great game. They really didn't even they, – they ran the ball a decent amount, but much of their success when they needed it came – through the air came through jaron hall making plays even without his top two receivers did not have his top three receivers yep. chase roberts stepping into that role i thought played really well um really impressed with byu and Huge i think win i think part BYU. of that is
1: the bay i don't know if you i'm sure you're watching the game live as i was but that yeah. baylor defense was exhausted guys yeah. were just absolutely gassed yeah um they were getting off the field and i think part of that is the offense without extending drives they were just on the field for so long every time that jaron hall just kept finding ways to escape and extend plays and yep. just get a little bit more yardage here and there and um i agree with what you said bYU went out and won this game um it took them a few tries to do it but they went out there and won it on their, th- on their third time was the charm for them with a chance to win that one and close it out yeah um i do want to say jeff grimes i think had a really really poor game for baylor uh, the yeah. way he called this game uh, you know i love him i know you love him. Um, his decision making, he just took the ball out of Blake Shapen's hands for like over a full quarter. Yeah. And then, so like on, on Baylor's game tying drive early in the fourth quarter, Blake Shapen went five of five in the drive, including the touchdown pass. Um, let him, that touch, he wasn't like throwing the ball 30 yards downfield or anything like that, but he did complete the passes he had to, yeah. got the ball in the end zone. And then on their final three drives in the fourth quarter overtime after that, Shapen was only allowed to attempt three total passes the rest of the game, yeah. completing two of them. Um, and had zero rushing attempts. The other eighteen plays were carries for the halfbacks. They ran twenty-one plays; eighteen of them were halfback carries. Yeah. Um, a- including ten straight at one point. And, and like they, they were just,
0: they were running the ball fairly well, but still okay. you, you need Not, I mean, you need a little bit yeah. more going on <laughs> than than yeah. uh, than and, that.
1: There's just there was no diversity to the run game either. There was no like so, there was no yeah. misdirection. A lot there of was no like you know
0: a lot of just yeah. zone off tackle or, or zone inside the guard or, or just you know. One of two, uh, and that was about it. They, they did not have a right. whole lot else going on. Yeah, um, a little bit confused about why you go away from Gary Bohannon for a guy who it doesn't seem like you're all that confident in. Um, I don't I, get it at all. I don't, yeah, yeah I, I mean, Gary Bohannon, if nothing else, is a better runner than Blake Shapin and can add that to your offense. And also, he won the Big 12 last year as a starting quarterback. Um, well,
1: Shapen won the Big 12 title game.
0: Yeah, but you do need a guy who gets you there, um, and Jerry True. Bohannon did do that. I, so I, I don't really understand why, if you're not going to be confident in the guy, like I don't. Yeah, I've not been super impressed by Blake Shapen from this game. I don't right. think he. I get, I get, like, I get, like I, I
1: get getting rid of Bohannon, but I guess the the answer is they should have brought someone else in
0: to compete with. Shane. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to understand where the confidence in this guy comes from. I, I he seems fine, I guess, but if you, it, it's pretty obvious that they weren't especially confident in him down the stretch, um, which is troubling. I thought the rest of Baylor was good. Defense looked good. Just got tired at the end. Um, last thing I will mention here, BYU in the trenches. They are, they are ready. They, are, they are ready to go in the trenches. Really, really impressive from them up front on both sides of the ball. They were pressuring, shaping all day. They held up well down the stretch. Um, they have quietly and slowly built a really physically impressive program there that, that I think is uh, ready from day one for the Big 12 and ready this season to yeah. compete in in a lot of really important games. I'm excited to see both these teams in the Big 12 for a long time to come. Yep, um, These might be the two teams are like the class of the conference for a while yeah i, I think that them and, and and cincinnati and uh it's it's going to be fun it's going to be a really really fun conference i'm really looking forward to it uh oregon state yeah. 35 fresno state 32 we told you that these two games were going to be bangers and both of them were absolutely fantastic My God, this game rolled. delightful football game um chance Nolan, Some really
1: high level quarterback played on the stretch not just yeah. I, I know you're saying chance alone that third of musgrave is awesome but like yeah Jake Hayner on a few seasons Jake Hayner's a as fucking well.
0: killer. He he is just, he is a killer. It's uh he deserved a win here. The Fresno State offense deserved a win here, but Oregon State went out and just took it. Oregon yeah. State just stayed in the fight the whole game. Chance Nolan didn't play super well until the the like the true end of the game and then when it came down to it, he let them down the field. They were down by 3. I think it was that that sounds right. Um yeah. Let them down the field. Couple nice passes. Had the nice pass, like you mentioned, to big tight end Luke Musgrave, who I really like. And then Oregon State, when they had the uh, the chance to tie it from the I think two yard line, uh, sent out the kicking team. Was going to do it. Fresno State called a timeout, and Oregon State, <laughs> you know, decides. You know, it's like, let's go for it. Let's go for the win. Um, dials up a play for Jack Coletto. who's kind of their, their do-it-all, sort of a fullback-halfback combination. Um, I thought it was a good play. thought it was well-designed, and they fucking do it. Uh, that's how you coach. That's how you fucking coach right there from Jonathan Smith. Fantastic. I, I love it. Love the aggression. It was great. Man. Love him going in and, and, and recognizing you're a road team in a game that Oregon State Traditionally, in its pro, in its program's history, would not win. Would not win this game. Usually, you have to do something special. You have to have something extra. He did. Had the right play call, and uh, and is rewarded with a, a really big win for a program that I increasingly am, am uh, falling for and, and keeping uh, keeping an eye on. I think they might be really good. I think both of these teams might be really good this year.
1: Yeah, I I came away from this game like there were a lot of games I watched this weekend. Not a lot. There were a few that I watched like, that were close. And I was like, well, these teams both just kind of suck. Yeah. Right. Like Marshall and Notre Dame are both kind of like, yeah, uh, I, I didn't, th- I do not walk away thinking, wow, Marshall gonna be anybody in the country. It was kind of like, well, yeah. Notre Dame's just really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like watching this game, these two teams can hang with anybody in the pac 12. Uh, this was a yeah. really fun football game to watch. Um, I didn't catch it as much as I did. Baylor BYU as watching more of, of the, of the B- BYU game. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything I saw from it was just like hanger or Nolan delivering a dart on the field. Yeah. So, so fun. Um, looking forward to rewatching this a little more over the weekend over the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and our final game of the night, the actual nightcap, Mississippi state 39 or, uh, over Arizona 17. Yep. Um, I hate to say it. No one
0: likes to say this. Will Rogers is good, dude. I'm sorry. He's good. <laughs> no one likes <laughs> to say that Will Rogers is good. Yeah. He's a great air raid quarterback. He does a really good, I, that I, sounds like, I, I think it, he does. He's like one of the best
1: Leach quarterbacks ever.
0: Yeah. It sounds like I'm being uh, condescending there. I kind of am. The air raid is a different thing than, than everything else, but he's really good at it. He's really, really good at running this system. Credit to him. Um, credit Better to, to, yeah, to Leach for doing what he has always done. Um, he just, he just does this. He builds fucking nine-win teams. I don't know if this team is going to get there because of the schedule, but this is the most nine-win Mississippi State team I have ever seen. They just they they, I, they play like they're going to win nine games. I don't think they're going to, but that's what they look like to me.
1: I have a I have a coworker who's a huge Mississippi State fan, and I'm going to be with her in New York City next weekend when they play LSU, and she is like. Uh, making plan like we're going we're going to a concert with a couple of their co-workers and she is like making sure that uh we are going to a bar to watch them play LSU before we get into that concert we're going to hell yeah like, i'm not I don't care if I miss part of the concert, because I'm not missing this
0: game. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mississippi State ends the game fifty-five percent success rate to thirty two percent from Arizona. No real thoughts on Arizona. They they are about what I thought we were what what we thought they were. Um but Mississippi State, yeah. good win. Impressive again from them. They they just uh they they're it's a Mike Leach team and I think it's a good Mike Leach team. I agree. Um Pat, let's get out of here and get into the premium show.